You're listening to Two Moms No Filter with Danielle and Melissa. If you're out of your mind busy with work, laundry, being the mom taxi, worrying about your kid driving on their own, making dinner, paying bills, dealing with your partner, attending every practice, recital, game, and field trip, then take some freaking time for yourself and chill with your new BFFs. Did he just say chill? Girl, I know you just got in from weed in the garden to find out that your kids have filled your just cleaned sink with dirty dishes. I'm Danielle. And I'm Melissa. And we're your hosts of Two Moms No Filter. Today, the episode is good, but right now, the good is our go-to drink. Oh, geez. We're going to start off with our drink today. Because I'm just going to tell you this right now. I have worked all flipping day. I have had six surgeries in two days, and that's a friggin' lot. I did summer clothes shopping with three children. No fucking way, man. So I am drowning my sorrows in a Moscow mule. So good. That Danielle made. Because let's be honest, we all know I don't make my own drink. <laughs> yeah. I got a little fancy. There's. A half a lime floating in my copper cup. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. So in about 30 minutes or so, I'm going to be pretty much well on my way to bed. Um, Just so you know. So I have been experiencing, well, not just me. Danielle has also been experiencing things that make us want to give the I hate you eyes to other parents. You give them. You give them to me. (laughs) I do give the I hate you eyes to other parents. Mostly she gives them to me because of the way I drive. No, I don't even open my eyes when you drive. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest there. I am on a tiny little island all by myself because that's the only way I can cope with life. My witch's third eye. Oh dear God. (laughs) I will tell you, they did make a television show out of that book series by an author named Deborah Harkness, and it's called My Witch's Third Eye. No, it's not called that. Fuck me but in the, the lady, ass. I'm telling you, that phrase shows up in this audiobook series. Every it's other sentence. It's pretty fucking often. And I will tell you, it was really hard to stomach. I stopped listening to the audiobook and I just started actually reading the book and just pretending that that phrase did not exist. The whole hour ride, I gave you the I hate you eyes. <laughs> you did. But the TV series was really, really good. You'll I'm sure it wasn't. <clears throat> it was. Uh-huh. It's good. There's good My witch's third eye. Didn't even say it. Tonight, we are talking about frenemies. We're going to talk about what to do when you cannot stand the friend of your child for one reason or another. They still get I hate you eyes. I try not to give the I hate you eyes to children because, well, I mean, I'll give it to a 16 year old. Hell yeah. So Elizabeth had this friend that I really didn't care for. Let's just say that. I just didn't care for this person. And it was really hard for me to... kind of search within myself, like, why don't I like this child? She wasn't a bad influence on my kid. So I couldn't use that. Did I like her parents? No, not really. They were nice enough. They're just not my people. And I think it just really came down to, I have issues when people are very clingy, sort of really dependent on me and 
just, uh, just like puppies, somebody that always needs your validation for every single thing that they do. And I really think that's why you and I are really good friends because you really don't do that. Um, yeah. Okay, so if you could see Melissa right now, which you can't because we're not making a video, she is making a face right now. But I will say your issues with what you think might be validation have to do with your anxiety issues when you have to go clothes shopping. <laughs> when I cry in the dressing room yeah. and you're like, fucking knock it off. And she's banging. I wish you could see her. She's oh, banging. Oh, fuck you. So, yeah. But anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> So anyway, I need another drink. I might be able to make that happen. I'm so, going to drink yours. No, you're not. Fucking it's my drink. I'll be asleep in 20 minutes if you don't, but. Okay. You're talking about the puppy dog parents. Right. My whole issue with other parents is what do you do if your kids' friends' parents Suck. have drama? Bitch, I don't want to know about your drama. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, just because your kids are friends doesn't mean you have to be... I mean, you have to know your kids' as friends' parents. Right. I, I think that's know. just as a default. But you don't have to hang with them all the time. It, it might benefit you to do so. Right. I want to know that you have my kids back. Right. Just I want like to know that when my back. child is at your house and, I don't know, some neighborhood kid beats the crap out of them. You're going to call me. You know, like when what? Tatum went to her friend's house and the neighborhood badass ripped my kid's hair from her head, knocked her to the ground, pinned an arm under her, one above her, and proceeded to beat her ass. Two boys from another porch started screaming and saved Tatum. Now, mind you, her friend... Did not help her. They went running back to her friend's house. That friend's dad did not see the necessity in calling myself or my husband to tell us what had happened. We didn't know until the next day. That's fucking bullshit. So we don't go to friend's house anymore. Which sucks Valid. because there really wasn't anything wrong with the friend. Right. You just can't trust the parent. To take care of your kid like they'd take care of their own kid. Right. Because you, would you think that that dad wouldn't have walked right over to that kid's parent's house and be like, oi, your kid's on a line or call the police or something? Right. If his kid was at your house and got her butt beat by one of your neighbors. I would have called the cops. I said, Here. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm telling you, mental tally marks. <clears throat> I would have been like, hey, Tatum's friend's pappy. This is what happened. Called the cops. You need to get your ass up here. What the hell? Frenemies. Yeah. Why can't people be like us? I don't know. I really don't. I think that's part of the reason why we have this. More people like us. I know you bitches are out there. Right? Find us. Follow us. <laughs> I got a Moscow mule for you. Half in the bag. But anyway. Two sips in. No, it's almost gone. Live. Look it. Oh, I'm proud of you. I know, right? I drank all my drink. <laughs> so what I was talking about earlier is I really had to kind of dig deep and figure out why I didn't like this kid. And it turned out she was really clingy and she got really offended if, and I'm not even going to say offended, she got pissed off when my daughter didn't immediately reply to her texts or phone calls or 
anything. And then this person started dating another person. And of course, the boyfriend became her entire world. And she kind of dropped everybody on the wayside, sort of. Chicks before dicks. That's all I have to say. Your friends will always have your back. Boyfriends will come and go. Amen, sister. That that was anticlimactic. It was. I wanted it to be a better Moscow plank. mule cl- cups don't plank very well. They sound almost disappointed. They sound like sad Vikings. <laughs> there are a lot of different reasons why you might not like your kids' friends. And one of them might be the fact that they cling like Velcro. You might not like them because they are actual bad influences. Like, let's steal your mom's car because Evelyn knows two girls. (gasps) Yes. In the seventh grade, thank you very much, who constantly post videos of themselves driving around town. Now, between you and me, I don't want to be on the same road that some asshole 13-year-old is cruising around in, not knowing what the fuck they're doing, pardon my French, because they don't if you're videoing yourself while you're driving. Oh, I'm sorry. You just said fuck. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. It's going straight to hell in a handbasket now, kids. So that, and how do you talk to your kids about that? How do you tell your kid who just generally wants to be accepted accepted or liked? And even though you can build your kid's self-esteem up, you know, 13, those teen years suck. We've been there. As far as, yeah. You know, I, I the, the phrase, if all your friends jumped off a cliff, would you jump too? You know, I think Liz once told me I'm a leader, not a follower. Mom, I'm the one going first. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Terrify the shit out of me. <laughs> How do you talk to your kid about that? Because the second you say to your child, which you can never say to your child, I do not like this person. I don't like your friend, for lack of a better generic name, Jane. I do not like your friend, Jane. Because you know what? The second they know that, Jane is going to be the shiniest, sparkliest, magical fucking unicorn creature on the planet. Yep. Like, tell me what I can't have, motherfucker. And that's what they're going to go for. So you absolutely cannot tell your child that you don't like their friend. So I think the biggest, most effective thing that you can do when you don't like one of your kids' friends is to actually try to befriend them. Because, one, other kids are going to be less likely to disrespect you by hurting your child, stealing your car. I, w- I can't get off the stealing the car thing. I know way too that many people crazy. that have done that. Yeah. <laughs> They're more likely to respect you giving them boundaries. Because maybe they don't have that at home. I mean, once you get to know this kid, maybe you find out that their home life absolutely sucks. And they have to be the adult all the time at 13, 14, 16, whatever. And they're doing all this adulting stuff that they have no business having to do at home. And maybe your house is the only place that they can actually be a kid. So I think you definitely have to try to figure out not only who they really are, but your own personal biases against, you know, whether it's like an economic difference, which shouldn't be a 
fucking difference, but sometimes it is. And when it comes down to it, 16-year-olds generally don't make any more than minimum wage anyway. So you shouldn't judge kids on what their parents have or don't have. So whether it's something like that, whether it's the fact that maybe their personal hygiene isn't that great or, you know, but if you get to know them, you might find out maybe they don't have running water at home. Or, or like me, I don't wash my hair by choice. She never washes her hair. You should see it today. It looks fucking amazing. No, it doesn't. It does too. We were talking to our producer, Reed, before we started recording this show. And I was actually admiring her hair because it looks fucking great. I'm shedding worse than your dog. Your, your dog. Your, <laughs> for your... So I, th- I think that's something that you definitely have to search within yourself. And if you just find out that this kid isn't a good person, like you've exhausted, you know, the whole parental thing and their background or, you know, the issues that they might have at home or at school. And this kid is just a kid that encourages your child to do shitty things. Dumb shit. One, you need to take up with your kid that, A, you're not doing shitty things just so someone will like you because you're going to spend your entire life doing that. You're going to spend your entire life doing stuff that you don't want to do to make people like you and that shouldn't count for shit. The only thing that's important is who you are, if you're a good person, and that you like yourself. Because how can anybody else like you if you don't like yourself? You're so encouraging. Thank you. I feel very inspired right now. (laughs) Mostly because of the wonderful city of Moscow and the equines that they have therein. I'm going to listen to this and write it in my fucking planner. (laughs) You're going to make a sticker. You're going to make a planner. You're going to have to put it on one of those back notes pages because I just rambled the fuck on. I'm going to write this down and post it at work. (laughs) You shall all be nice to each other, you fucking frenemies. The only thing that fucking matters. Yeah. Is a Moscow mule. But you definitely, but I will say you definitely need to take action if you've got a kid on your hands that is encouraging your child to do, one, illegal shit. That needs to be nipped in the fucking bud. Two, harming themselves or others. That also needs to be nipped in the, I mean, that's illegal shit too, but, you know, if you have a whole little girl posse on your hands that's trying to bully another kid, you need to put the kibosh on that. That's not going to happen. And the second you find out about it, if you're like, uh, kids will be kids, then you're fucking implicit in that. I'm just saying. She's getting spicy now. Getting spicy. Her cheeks are so red. <laughs> Hello, my name is Danielle. And when I no. drink, my entire face turns red and I smile. I but I'm also a bitch. <laughs> don't care about other little kids. Is that bad? Like in general? No, that's, I guess I should elaborate here. You should. Yes. Mm -hmm. When they come over, I'm like, oh, hey, cool. Another little kid at the house. Great. I don't like a bunch of kids at my house. It freaks me the fuck out. Yeah, well, you have issues. I do. I like it quiet. I do have issues too. Okay, so what, what I'm saying is, great. Come over, play. That's wonderful. I don't want you to stay at my house. That's too much of a responsibility for me. You're not sleeping over. You're going to fall, you're going to crack your head, and I'm not the kind of parent who wants to watch you like a hawk. My kids know the rules. Go out, play. If you're going to go stand in the creek water and catch crawfish, rock on. Your kid comes over and doesn't know the rules. Now we're diving to the bottom to get big rocks. That's how accidents happen. I don't want that shit. 
You know what I don't like? When kids come to your house and you tell them what the house rules are, and they're like, why? Yes, don't ask or, me why. Or they give you that, you know, that fucking arrogant shrug, and they're like, I'm not going to do that, and then you can get the fuck out of my house. That's when the I hate you eyes come out. <laughs> I don't give the I hate you eyes. It's my but way or the highway in my every, house. Okay, so how I am on this podcast with the fuck this, fuck that, this, that, and the other, this is how I am all of the time. Yes. So when these little snot bags come to my house and they don't want to abide by my rules, I'm like, it's my way or the fucking highway. Go the fuck home. I will say, though, that when your your children were younger and I would babysit them, they took that as every opportunity to do every single thing they fucking know that they weren't supposed to do. And they're <laughs> like, Tate would get a stand up on the counter and be like, oh, my mom lets me ha- lets me do this all the time. No, Tate, get down. <laughs> no, really, she does. And then Kenny would pipe in. Oh, yeah, she does. And I'm like, this is not an episode of Uncle Buck. Get down. They do the same shit to Fox. Do you know what Tate did the other day? No. Fox. I'm going to take the side-by-side out. We have a friend whose name is Fox for all intents and purposes. It's Fox. It's Fox. Really, it is. It's Fox. And Fox goes, no, you're not. She goes, yeah, my mom lets me do it all the time. No, she doesn't. Yeah, yeah. My mom and and dad, they they let me take the side-by-side out all the time. Nope. Well, you can just call them. Just call them. They'll tell you. I'm going to (laughs) go. The fuck you are. (laughs) She knew better. Right. Fox fucking knows. Right. Me and the husband and I, they just try so hard. You know what? We got to give them credit for trying. Yeah. I, I will say your kids are way more adventurous on the... I'm going to see just how far I can move this permission bar thing. My kids sat in the corner yesterday. They wanted to act like they were three, so they sat in the corner like they were three. (laughs) Fucking love it. It was great. I do things like I just take away the internet for two years. Oh, you're going to be like that? Yes, but you can do that because you can get, you know... Data? Yeah, through the airwaves and such. I can't do that on freaking backwoods, podunk, nowhere. You can change, eating, you can change fucking, your Wi-Fi password. I don't know how to do that. You can Google on how to change your Wi-Fi <laughs> password. <laughs> what do you think I started off with? I had passwords like clean the damn dishes. <laughs> I wish my I could. Room I really wish vacuumed. I could put my work password on blast. Because <laughs> it's the fucking day. My boss has the best passwords. Today, a patient's family member asked me if I could give them the Wi-Fi password. And I looked right at her and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they looked completely astounded that I said no. Was there like a little free Wi-Fi thing on the door? No. You can survive. Use your data. Turn it on. <clears throat> and they did, because I walked back in the room, and they all had their phones on. That was a moment today at work, but if you could have just seen their faces, they were 20-somethings. Just had never, never not had internet. Do you remember life before internet? Do you remember yeah. being a kid? Writing letters. And had three, oh yeah. Yeah. To my boyfriend letters. in Virginia, <laughs> who was Yaya's best friend's grandson. There you go. Sean. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you remember when it was safe enough to get sent outside by your parents and you had to be, like, you could just run all over town, but you had to be home before the streetlights came on? Yeah. Remember Kick the Can? Yeah. 
I've got to give a shout out to my cousin Jen. Aunt Very Very Tall Jen is what the kids call her. <laughs> she literally, uh, my cousins Jen and Heather are my sisters. Yeah. Totally grew up with them. But we would go camping on weekends. We had our own campfires. Nobody was like, oh my god, fire! Kids! Ah! We made our own campfire. We sat up until 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning right. with a campfire. Now your kid's out in your backyard. Somebody calls CPS on you. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a child playing outside. And we totally played kick the can. As long as we were close to our campsite, yeah. flashlight tag. Oh, flashlight tag was the best. Loved it. And when I was a kid, we lived on a giant cul-de-sac. And at on one side of it, there was a hill. So as you went around, well, I mean, technically the hill was on both sides, but <laughs> we only rode <laughs> Roller skated down one side of it. The uh, one side of the cul-de-sac, the hill was very gradual. And on the other side, there was a very steep and sudden drop. That <laughs> was my groove. And back in the day, in the 1970s, I'm going to age myself right now. In the 1970s, I got a pair of roller skates for my birthday. And they had metal fucking wheels. It was the best fucking... It was the best shit. So my best friend down the street, Nicole, also had the same pair of metal wheeled roller skates. I don't even know how this happened. And I can't remember if you like wore your sneakers and kind of had to like lock the roller skate. There were horses and buggies that had to get out of the way, just so you know. (laughs) Lock the roller skate onto your sneaker. (laughs) But we would do that and we would we would walk up the hill, up the sidewalk, and then we would get in the road, sit in the middle of the friggin' road. There weren't, there wasn't a lot of traffic. There were probably 40 houses on this cul-de-sac. And we would kind of wait as late as we possibly could before the streetlights went on because it had to be somewhat dark for you to thoroughly appreciate the magic that was metal roller skate wheels being dragged behind you down the asphalt so that spark shot out of your foot. It was magic. <laughs> it was like your own your own personal set of fireworks. It was the fucking tits. It was so great. And you would never be able to do that, first of all, because, you know, some asshat kid would get a hold of a can of lighter fluid and put it on the road. So it would be like flaming Jane down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what happened to the metal roller skate wheel, but I'm pretty sure... Some kid had to have gotten mistakenly electrocuted by it, which is why they no longer exist. Tell you what, if I ever find an antique metal wheeled roller skate in a size eight and a half women's going right down fucking this drive. My first pair of roller skates. Yeah, I thought it was a good idea that and thought she could still roller skate. <laughs> you gotta fucking love Yaya though. Right? <laughs> Pop had a wheel horse lawnmower. She oh put God. him on, stood oh my up, God. went into the splits. <laughs> That's a bad idea! <laughs> my hip! <laughs> my Uncle Kenny. Kenny! <laughs> I can't. We're trying to stand her up and she's <laughs> legs are going each way. <laughs> the woman's a riot. And I was totally giving her the I hate you eyes for putting my fucking skates on. <laughs> Do you remember learning how to ride a bike? Was that as traumatic? I don't remember. I remember learning how to ride a bike because I also broke my thumb that day. My Uncle Joel, shout out Uncle Joel. But my Uncle Joel, who is, I don't know, he's what, 10, 
12, 13 years older than me, something like that. My grandparents were good Catholics and had many children (laughs) on both sides. So my Uncle Joel... I was on my little banana seat bike, you know, the huffy with the, yes. the big ass, you know, gorilla arm handlebars. Pushed me down the road and there was this pear tree right by the road that had dropped probably. And it was, oh, it was my birthday. Oh. It was in September. Good job. So it had dropped a bunch of pears and they were all like slimy rotten on the road and yours truly went. And my bike went out from under me, and I landed all fucked up on my thumb, and I broke my thumb. Is and what happened? My mom the beat right? the shit out of me for breaking out my breaking my thumb. <laughs> you show them yokel yokelaley shillaley whatever. No, my mom was from Italy. She had a wooden spoon. I know, and a shoe, and a shoe. You had to be afraid. You, I was very afraid of the shoe. That thing was freaking accurate. We got the we got the clinking rings and the finger. The yaya shaking of the finger. Them rings. You knew your ass was grass. My mother would just literally turn around and look at you. And it was like one fluid motion. Just her, her like, her leg would bend at the knee, but turn to use a medical term immediately. So she would just like kind of flick her leg up. Because they always wore those fucking Dr. Scholl's wooden shoes. That'd give you a concussion. And just hurl it at you. And it hit you in the shoulder. Sometimes the thigh. Oh, Jesus. Oh, and I think I was more scared when it didn't make contact. Because then she'd be mad and the other shoe was coming. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you know what they did to me today? (gasps) I am very attached to my printed work schedule at work. It gives me all of my patients what time they're going to be there, why they're fucking there. I printed out first thing in the morning. I and my co-nurse see on the average busy day somewhere between 35 and 45 patients. Easy. In a, in a given day. I'm having a moment right now because I definitely gave them hey two eyes for this one. <laughs> I just want you to know. Like if I could have made people actually physically implode into a ball of flame just with a look would have totally happened today. So my lovely co-worker, Taryn, says to me, I need, uh, oh, by the way, I had three surgeries today and some people that they couldn't get a hold of that were initially in for follow-up appointments still on my schedule. So I had my schedule in my pocket. And three o'clock rolled around and I said to Brandy, my coworker, who also is the office manager, I said, hey, is so-and-so, did so-and-so show up? Because it's quarter past three. This person was scheduled for three. And mind you, I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off because I still had two people post-op. And I was trying to also try to figure out the front office. So she says, oh yeah, Doc already saw them. And I said, oh, okay. So meaning I didn't put them in a room. He must have just seen them. I said, oh, okay. I said, well, the 315 hasn't shown up yet. And she, she's just like, yeah, I don't know if they're going to. Like, Whatever. So later on after, I just had one post-op at, at that time. So later on, I come in the office and Darren looks at me and she says, oh, well, there's a problem with somebody that was on the schedule. Can I see your schedule? And I pulled my folded schedule out of my pocket and I handed it to her and she walked right over the shredder and shredded it. I am not kidding you. I nearly came completely unhinged. It was a moment that 
I can usually control myself. If I am crying, I am very angry and you should run. Melissa's mouth is wide open right now. (laughs) She looks horrified. I just stood there and it was Taryn and Brandy and Sam and Jay and they were all just laughing. And I looked at Taryn and I said, and she was joking. And I totally understand when she was joking. We have a great freaking time in our office. It's a, it's almost like having a party five days a week. It's so much fun. It's a lot of hard work. And I think that's why we all get along together because we all have a sense of humor about it. And we're, we have a morbid sense of humor too, which I think you need just to cope in this field. But I looked at her and I was like, was anything written on that? Because as you know, you write down notes and you immediately forget them because you've written them down and you can go, you can figure out what the shit that you need to do as soon as you get a minute. But I looked at her and I was like, was anything written on that? And she goes, I don't think so. And I was like, you don't understand what you have done. I was just like, oh, I I just said, (laughs) don't ever touch my schedule again. (laughs) Can I just tell you, you look amazing. You're so drunk. <laughs> I am not even asleep yet. I'm not that drunk. All right. Instead well, instead of I hate you uh, or hungry eyes, I hate you eyes. Oh, you had to get that fucking song in my head. Oh, I hate I that song so much. I'll just sing the nationwide jingle because Brandy sings that at work all the time. I hate you eyes. <laughs> I could assault you with a copper Moscow mule cup. It would go going. Yeah, anticlimactic. I guess that's it. I hate you eyes is a thing. I know it's a thing. I obviously give it more often than you. Yep. No, we have also coined an entirely new term. I hate you eyes. I hate you eyes. So now, dear listeners, you will know what we mean. Bye. I hate you eyes. It's basically the look that you give someone that you want to see melt before you. Hashtag I hate you eyes. Well, I'm going to enjoy another Moscow mule. I'm not because it is now nap time. Well, bitch, make my mule. Here's to hopefully not having to give anybody I hate you eyes this week, but we both know that's a beautiful theory. I'm 12s for the next three days. Yeah, you're going to have eight. I hate you eyes every three and a half seconds. I'm just going to send you hashtag I hate you eyes every time it happens. I am going to be in the woods and out of cell range. When you get back, you're fucked. <laughs> My phone will vibrate so much that... I'll you wish. could use it for other purposes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sending you a cigarette. Text and me again. that's a wrap. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Two Moms No Filter. And that's a wrap on another episode of Two Moms No Filter. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you download your podcast. You can follow Danielle and Melissa on Instagram and Twitter at Two, the number Two Moms No Filter. Or drop them a message at 2MomsNoFilter at gmail.com.